Hey everyone. So, one of the um, I've been I've been sort of um, discuss I've been talking in these little riffs on getting healed by the ayahuasca. Right? It's if you've been you know, sorely traumatized or severely traumatized or even vaguely traumatized. If you're stuck with it um, and it's pretty substantial, you can't get out of it, then um, the ayahuasca is a very powerful medicine. Because it happened early on, so you've kind of, you know, again, like grown a plant around a trestle. You're stuck, you know, on that trestle in that shape. And it's very difficult to let go because it was early, there were your parents, and your survival mechanism is at 10 zillion. So, um, um, it's not easy. Um, and so, don't try and be, you know, um, a hero. Um, because you can't be. And um, what I mean you can't be is that, you know, um, these are very, very powerful energies. Um, so, you don't try to be like the know-it-all because the ego is, in, especially if there's severe trauma, uh, there's an ego that knows everything, right? It just, but it's stuck. It doesn't realize it can't undo itself because it was built by the trauma, right? If I'm um, traumatized, I'm going to build an armor and that armor is going to be very powerful and it's called an ego, whatever you want to call it. And that thing is very limited. It thinks it knows everything. And of course, you know, we owe it all the gratitude in the world for surviving and, you know, giving us some kind of defense mechanism in the midst of a massive and horrific tragedy, right, early on. So whilst, we, you know, you need to respect what you've built, you also have to say, okay, there's, you know, I've got to get past even this right? Because this too becomes a vault. So in that panic or in that terror, you're going to build a powerful ego. And the ego is, again, like the boat that crosses the river. But at some point when you've crossed the river, you've got to let leave the boat behind. And that's very difficult. There's no underestimating the difficulty of that. And um, that in itself is a, it's a whole trip. <laughs> you know, that's what the ayahuasca does in ceremony. It, it basically, when you're in a ceremony, like in a ceremony, when you drink the ayahuasca, um, she disables that armor. And that, I mean, you're conscious, but that armor is no longer, it's, I always, I always think about it like, you know, the, um, the guards at the, um, the gate of the castle, you know, she basically anesthetizes them. 
and anesthetizes them and, and then you can get in and she gets into so she can search around and look for where the you know the the trauma is I couldn't see the trauma I mean I knew something was wrong but I had no access because my ego was so massive I mean and massive for a reason because the trauma it was hiding was pretty substantial um, so that's a big one for us if you've been really armored up to say I'm going to surrender to something that's going to take my ego down and go in and start searching around the rubble for the truth it's a biggie but if you take that step then you know there'll be other steps too right that you'll have to surrender to but the thing is so that's that's a pretty big one um, once you're in then she starts rummaging around and you know again she'll start putting together she'll start you know it's almost like a diver that goes into the deepest oceans and brings up the truth in the darkness of what you've put away and what you know and so for me as I've stated quite continuously my search has been to figure out what happened to me I had no idea and as I've said you know I was I sent out to be sexually abused early on and there was just a lot of abuse and there was some kind of pedophile ring and anyway it was horrific I had no idea I was conned into this or I was used and and <coughs> it's very hard by the way to see all these truths you know if you you know I again spent a lot of time rebranding to survive that was my that was my ego right and I blacked out what I didn't want to see and I created cushions for the horror and I just basically hit it all and you know you're going to come when you actually begin to you know when the diver comes up with the goodies and you yourself begin to see um, it's pretty awful right I don't know and you won't know I never knew what was there I had no idea it was as bad as I thought it was I didn't know I was you know contracted by my own parents to be sent out to be abused it was horrific so there comes a point where you know there's a lot of anger there's a lot of hatred I mean certainly I had a lot of un you know unspoken hatred and that all the feelings uh, we have feelings for a reason they help us they tell us they warn us they help us grieve and get on right and so so what's interesting is that the way that it happened in my trauma was that I you kind of dipped into the pool of horror of darkness right so you're marinated in all that shit early on and you black it out or whatever so first of all you're swimming with the shark so to speak you're you know you're marinated you're cooked in in them and their stories and their lies and their tricks and their thievery and whatever it is that they're doing I don't know what happened to you but you know if you've hidden it then you've got to discover it right so you could actually go to the scene of the crime so that so originally you're, you're sort of you're helpless and powerless so you're cooked in it you have no choice so it's cooked so for me to be cooked in it I had to you know rebrand and, and you know for me to be part of like this group or this situation for me to be able to survive it I had to agree to it in some way I had to make them work I had to make them victims I had to make them really good and, you know I had no idea I blacked it out and that this man literally took me out to a pedophile ring to be sold 
I mean, there's no, I had no idea. But in all that kind of rebranding, I re, you know, branded them. And he was now someone that needed to be saved, and she was someone that needed to be looked after, and I became the fixer, and, and I was the one that was going to go out and save all of us. And there was this huge mission. And it was all, you know, issuing from terror, but I had no idea. And this big kind of, I'm on a crusade to heal and to fix these people and to, you know, make them into someone. I literally gave up my life for them, right? It was a crusade to save them. Really what it was, was a child who had no love and was terrified and had no parents. There was no one there. She was totally owned and used by them. They never saw me. They didn't give a shit about if I existed or not. That was just used, right? It was this attempt by a child to turn this gruesome landscape, this landscape that was littered with shit, into something that made sense to her. I mean, it doesn't make sense to a child that it's not loved. It doesn't make sense to a child that it's being sent out to be abused. It doesn't make sense to a child that an alcoholic parent comes in and beats it up. It doesn't make sense. It has to find a way, a place of redemption. And my way of making this, redeeming this horrific situation, where there was bullying and terror, and this man was like a monster on the landscape, not to an adult, but to a child. It's remember, when you're seeing these people, you're not seeing them from the point of view of now, of an adult looking at another adult. So in order for you to heal, you have to understand your child, your little munchkin, who is in this la on this landscape of these evil people and looking to make sense of what is going on. In a normal arrival state, when you arrive to the Maldives, well, in the Maldives, there are loving, caring people, right? Um, that's the kind of the nice arrival. If you arrive to the Gulag, it's just, you know, rocks and stones and guards and dungeons and monsters, etc. right? So my child was just, desperately trying to make this fucking dungeon work. I had to make it disappear. I had to, you know, paper my prison cell with pictures of, you know, palm trees. And, you know, they laughed at us. They made five, called me weak. I mean, it was, all, they put us down all the time. You know, it was awful. There was physical violence. So that was my way of making them work. And you will have found a way to make them work or you will disappear. There's an addiction, there's, you know, whatever. You, you have a find, to find a way because the thing about trauma, in that landscape, that landscape becomes your whole life. No matter where you go from here to the Himalayas, to the outer space, to another planet, that is the background radiation noise of your life. Everything is happening in the context of that. You will pull people in that are exactly the same as those people who affected you. Unloving, uncaring, abusive people. Somehow you will re because you're basically on the same stage the whole time if you've been traumatized. In a regular house, a loving home, you're given the option to leave because you know they're always gonna be there and there's this, this different reflection of who you are.
But if you've been brought up in a traumatized place, that you're literally on that stage all the time. Your child is frozen in that place. Your child is terrified in that place. And it's from that place that I was constantly, you know, projecting other stories. So everything I did was for them, was in an effort to save them, you know, to do well at school, to leave the country, to be married to someone that they thought was good. It was all in the name of them because it was all in the name of this child trying to make them nice, trying to validate these people. And I never fell in the addiction route because my addiction most probably was this relentless push to make them parents, make them nice people, caring when they weren't at all. So you're always looking for a tiny glimpse, you know, a little tiny breath of something that might be vaguely considered nice and then you'd blow it up into sort of this big thing. Oh, they really care. They didn't. They don't. And so wherever your trauma has taken you, you know, you're still, if, if it was really bad, you haven't left that landscape. You can't leave. And for me, the whole journey has been to actually see the landscape I was in. I couldn't see it. I was in the dungeon. I was in hell. But I had spent so much time and effort reprojecting and inventing and and then got to have a creative mind that I was in hell absolutely all the time because if you're in trauma it doesn't go away but I had smothered it reprojected repositioned rebranded it to make it work even though I was paralyzed in it and I had no idea to the truth of what it actually was so the ayahuasca had to literally carpet bomb all of my um, kingdom making, all of my, you know, Adobe 4.0, right, of filters, you know, like Instagram filters. I had a lot of very powerful filters, but I was still in hell. And what she's done is she's taken me to the hell I was actually living in. Now, I couldn't actually face that hell because you can't when you're three and you're four. You can't believe that this person is going to be taking you out to be sexually abused. It's your parent, that he's part of a pedophile ring, that he married your mother because he wanted to get the money from her parents, that she too was part, you know, she, he used her and then she participated in his horror. I mean, this is not at all acceptable to a child in any way or form, right? Not acceptable, can't do it. And, and obviously as a child, you're too fucking scared. You can't recognize the truth. There's no safety, there's no one but these two people. Where are you gonna go? To the neighbors? You can't. And so my ego, or whatever, the armor I built to 
placate them, to alleviate it, to make it work, to make them work, to give them what they wanted, the person they wanted. It was all a continual denial of my truth. They literally stole every piece of me, right? But I couldn't let that go. I couldn't let go of the truth of who these people were. I couldn't. It was so... I was packed with it. I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see the truth. Now, that cancellation myself, you know, caused enormous suffering. I was in continual denial of who I was. And, you know, satisfying their needs and becoming the person they needed, all the while refusing myself over and over and over and over and over. It was a survival mechanism. And what the ayahuasca does is she will come in and whatever your addiction, whatever your cover, whatever your armor, slowly crack that open and show you where you have actually been and who these people really are and why you did what you did and etc. And it's the most, and the way she does it is because she cushions you with love. She cushions you with love. She sends guides and aides and allies and, and all sorts of energies and entities that help shore you up as you face the truth of where you've been. And it's dark. It's been very dark. And the greatest fear for the child, of course, is who you're really rescuing here, it's your frozen, traumatized child, is that if the truth is seen, well, your child, first of all, the horror of what happened is horrific, then, oh my God, it's, this is who these people really are. It's a monster. There are no parents. And there's no love. And there's, I'm an orphan. But you always were an orphan. I mean, parents are just people. They're just energies. They're not parents because they gave birth to you. Parents are people that love you. Love you. So I don't consider them parents because they didn't love me. They used me. There was no love. So, you know, we have this sort of, oh, they have to be, you know, oh, they're my parents, you know, they can't be all bad. No. I don't consider them my parents. I'm a parent. I would never send my child to be sexually abused by for a pedophile ring even if I had no money left perhaps I would be sent I would go myself if I had absolutely no money and you know sell myself as an adult but a child no no so I consider this to be evil and then to con them and trick them and pretend and then you know no 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 now you may be ignorant and stupid and you know uneducated and whatever but humanity is humanity, right? You don't have to have a degree in, you know, nuclear science to know that you don't, you would ne- if you loved a child, you would never do that. Never. 
it's evil. So there's no um, there's nowhere to go back. So once you see it, or once you see them, and there might be situations where, you know, they didn't intend to do whatever. I, d I don't know how it works. We all have to work it out in our own way. Perhaps you can find the forgiveness. You can find the forgiveness. You can find the place where it works. For me, there's just, it's pretty black and white. It's like I was stolen. I was abused. I was used. I was tricked. And they thought I was just, you know, it was perfectly fine to use me as a product to fulfill their own ends. And I felt tricked and betrayed. And all the while, I was, whilst all this was going on, I was then trying to save them. I'm using my own life force to make them feel good whilst I was the one being abused. It's horrific. It's a trick. So once you wake up to whatever it is that you need to wake up to, you will understand where you are as far as what your relationship with them now is. You know, can you forgive them? Can you see them for who they are? It doesn't matter as long as it works for you. For me, it's like, it's done. I'm, you know, it's over. I will never, you know, if I could change my name, I would. I was completely and utterly tricked and used and um, conned. So that for me, there is no, I just want them to disappear completely. So like, I imagine sort of, there's no memory of them ever again, and we're just done. It's like, it's like that eternal sunshine, right? You're just there's no memory of that event. The continual, the complete, you know, erasing of them. So, um, Um, there is no, um, you know, uh, um, there is no, um, Um, there's no one fit or, you know, there, there's just a true, um, here's the deal. It's, it, the thing about what I've learned from this ayahuasca is that you know, there's just a truth, right? There's just a truth of what is. So as a child, if there's trauma, that truth is unbearable. That truth is, you can't challenge it, you can't fight it. You have to deal with making it work, right? This is all you've got. This is where you've been dropped by that in. This is the people that you showed up to. And it's an unbearable truth, right? And my, in my capacity, what I did in that unbearable truth was I then built a bearable, happy place. 
that made that unbearable truth work. And as I've said before, it's like smothering a piece of rotting meat with a Michelin five-star sauce, right? You put it in the shadow, it disappears. It isn't happening, it's really this over here. It's really, oh, they need to be taken care of and I need to be do this and I become the savior and I become the crusader and, and I'm gonna make them work and if I make them work, then we all work and blah, blah, blah. The truth was, this cunt took my little kid out and because he was a lazy shit and took her out, sent her to a pedophile group to be abused for money. That's the truth. And then said to me, don't say anything because if you do, you know, whole life depends on, on you know, you making this money so I can start my business. And then bullied me, you know, forever so that I would do, be successful so then I could get him from out from under working for her family. It was pretty straightforward. And it was done with grooming and gifts and lies and cheating and vileness just the whole way through. But this guy was a complete cunt. And his wife did the same thing as him, although she also was, you know, conned. But she then, you know, became his ally and they worked together in this game. Which was, you know, we need to seem like a particular, you know, this is who we need to be. We need to become these people, you know, and, um, and you know, that's it. There was no love, there's no caring, there's nothing. There was like, you know, we want to play to the audiences, we want to appear in a particular way. So that's, 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 that truth is very important here. And, and so that truth was absolutely unbearable to me as a child, of a little girl, right? How, you know. And in that pure terror, I literally froze and created this whole energetic body inside of me and armor. And I literally had a dungeon keeper within me that would ensure that I would never, ever say anything. It would terrify me all the time. To the point where I was in bed at night and I would have, you know, whatever that thing is called, you know, where you have like epilepsy, but it was like a nocturnal epilepsy. And I would go up the stairs and go, don't come tonight. It was just like these ghosts and these. And it was, you know, basically the terror of what had been done to me. So, so that's the truth, and then I smothered the truth, hid the truth, put the truth in the shadow, and built what they wanted, and in building what they wanted, refused all of my feelings, all of my truth, everything. Right? Which led to, you know, eventually a very bad divorce, you know, a lot of loss, blah, blah, blah. And that started on the journey back. The thing is that you're coming back to truth. That has been my journey. It's coming back to the truth of what happened, of seeing the truth, of you know cleaning the windshield, right? Of seeing who you built in order to hide from that truth. And so the truth is that there was pure rage and hatred towards them. And that was very difficult growing up, right? Because you couldn't challenge them and how dare you and how can you feel bad and, you know, why aren't you doing what we tell you and, you know, there's something wrong if you want to be cared for and you're a nuisance being a child, you know, that kind of thing. So there's pure hatred. But once you go get through the pure hatred and anger, what's left is really disappointment 
betrayal, sadness. Because what you're doing, if you have smothered it, put it in the shadow, is you've built a relationship with them. And so you have to unshackle yourself. You have to dethread yourself from that relationship. And as you dethread, as you're dethreading, you're seeing the truth, you're feeling the anger, the rage. And then there's sadness and disappointment. And there's, there's nothing to go back to. You realize there was nothing. There was nothing. And all your stories were made up, you know, all my stories about them. I really couldn't stand them. I made up stories in my head that they were nice, but I really absolutely couldn't stand either of them. But I had to survive. And in a way, I sort of became a missionary for the whole family. Like, I was going to get us all to survive. I mean, I don't know how a three-year-old could even imagine doing that. But anyway, that was sort of the way for me to survive. And the truth is not pretty. I, I couldn't bear the truth growing up. It was so unbearable. And I never really wanted to see the truth. Because a four-year-old, you know, you don't want to know that this is what's being done to you. So I froze when I was sexually abused. I was froze, I disappeared. I, but that, the markings of that is in my energetic body. And I have to, for the ayahuasca, the ayahuasca is cleansing all of that that's in me, it's on me, it's around me. And as you defrost from your paralysis, So you get to see it. And here's the thing about the interesting is that with the, in the resistance, which in my case is this sort of massive screaming, yelling, demonic thing that just writhes up through me, is the memory is the memory. So if it's coming up through you, it's bundled with it is the memory of what happened. So it's coming up because you know the memory is going to have to be exposed. It's trying for you not to see the memory of what happened. And I've seen a lot, which again I wouldn't wish on my enemy, um, but there's more for me to see because there's still echoes of this thing. And I think it has to do with this pedophile ring and there's more stuff that I need to see about them. So it is very difficult to go from thinking that you were born in a lovely, people were caring and loving and they gave a shit to, oh my God, you grew up with pure evil. Then you were tricked and conned, etc. It's very difficult to, to, to sort of flip the switch and see the truth. You know, it's like you open, you put the light on in the dark and, oh my God, it's really, there were all these monsters and they were horrible people. And the sense of like the loss of all the effort that you made, to, certainly I feel like I made to make it work for them, marrying the person I didn't really want to marry and all the, you know, effort and work and the leaving, I mean, just exile and just 
all to cover up. I was, you know, to cover up the truth of them. And it's over. There's a knowing that there's nothing to return to. There never was anything there. And there never will be. And that you really are done here, right? It's over. So first there's the marinating in it, right? Early on when you arrive. Then there's the armor to cover it up, or whatever your trauma is. And then some big tragedy happens and then you have to go back and undo all of the cover. And then you actually get to see exposed in front of you the truth. And I don't think everybody is unique and everybody has a unique point of view. I don't believe in this blanket, oh, you need to forgive, or a blanket, I need to, you know. You are going to, you have to accept what works for you. And I always say, don't force, like, I don't force any of this, just let it show up. So, I am not um, going to pretend that I like them. I don't. I never have, truth be told. I've had to play a role in order to have a parent, but I don't give a shit about having a parent, so I don't have to play that role anymore. Is that a loss? Yes and no. Um, there was no parent, so really there is no loss. Um, I'm not going to pretend myself into something to make someone feel good about themselves. So that's not a loss. I don't want to pretend myself into anything, right? Um, the fake version is a loss, but it was fake. So what loss is there? Nothing. There's no loss. There were no parents. There was no love. What is there to go back to? We can say, oh, well, they can change. I'm sorry, but, you know, I don't know about you, but an 86-year-old woman is not going to change. Right? I'm talking about parent. So, it's almost like you gave them the opportunity to become who they you wanted them to be, but they never actually showed up as that, right? So, and the thing is to have no connection, so I don't, you don't really care either way. But if you're coming out of it, it's like, it's a wound that needs healing. You need to grieve. You need to feel the, the deep pang of betrayal, the deep pang of sadness. And it works itself out, and I don't know what happens afterwards, but there's no going back. There's no re-threading. It's over. You're leaving the land of zombies. I mean, it's taken a lot of time to get out of there for me. Five years in the ayahuasca, 13 years in meditation. So just to get here has been an enormous passage, an enormous odyssey, because I was so packed and terrorized and conned and betrayed by these people, and I had no idea. I was a child. It's the innocence of a child being used by a cunt, right? There's nothing to go back to. And in the time, 
it'll just erase as time goes by it just erases all of it but I've literally been almost I feel like in a psych ward in some other universe where I have been deprogrammed debriefed de whatever by this amazing this incredible medicine and unlike other programs this one is not only brilliant and intelligent and it is consciousness helping me but also it is packed with this enormous divine love that has helped me face and give up everything and have the power to say no I'm not doing this anymore I'm done I don't care what the fuck you think there are no parents and never were any parents and that's tough you know because you you're part of a family or part you have siblings you're part of this thing and it's just it's done and ultimately it's like to get all of yourself out of that um, hellhole it's like you're trapped there if there's trauma you're trapped by the forces the energetic forces the guilt the blame the obligation the story your trauma it's, it's all you're deeply packed you're like this kind of bomb in there you're like just really wired up so there's no um, It's like you've been trapped in a cobweb. You've been trapped in this place like a maze. And you've got to find a way out. And, you know, they don't want to let you go. You can't leave because you've been, they've, you know, they sunk their claws into you early on. And you made up all these stories and you're terrified. And it's like you have to leave, though, right? And your child thinks if it leaves, I'm going to have any parents. And, oh, my God. And. And you have to see all of it for what it really is. I mean, I think I am at the point where, you know, I have to fully acknowledge the early part of this kind of pedophile ring, which it's, I'm still probing into that. And it's like you're being released Imagine yourself like, I would think it's a dry, brittle sponge, and she's putting water in it. You're being released from this place. It's a place. It's an energetic state. Like, you're inside this place. I remember I, oh, my God, I, I had a ceremony where I had just, and I'm talking at home, not in the jungle, where I had a ceremony where I was sitting there, and just thousands of snakes, black snakes, were coming out of my body. It's just thousands of them. Like, I was caught in this dark sewage in this really vile place and then the ayahuasca blew up like this kind of Roman gladiator in front of me like we're gonna we're gonna knock this shit out but I was deeply kind of like drugged it's almost like a spell like you've been kept in this place by this evil so you know, I, it's like being in a psych ward for the last five years, you know, where I was just, they were trying to get me out of this place where I was 
you know, who knows, witchcraft, drugs, whatever, it doesn't matter. You're in a spell because it happens when you're, you're young. It happens when you're terrified. It happens when you're, you have nowhere to go. And as you look back, as I look onto this island of zombies and the place I was stuck in, I say, there is a sense of just betrayal and sadness. And that I was used and I had no idea. And here I was trying to save them and I gave my life to them. And in the end, they were just evil. And there's nothing to go back to. And there's almost like, now that you're out of the dungeon, um, just like sort of just dragging myself out. It's interesting because in one of the ceremonies, um, in Peru, doing the ayahuasca, you know, I was in hologram, and it was just like I was trying to get away from these people, my family, and I couldn't. The Indians were saying, come over here, you know, let's go. We've come to get you, Maria. And I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave these people because I was threaded in. I had built these stories around them. I had attached, you know, energetically. I was... And I had no idea about what they had done. And the only way for me to get out, I, w I couldn't leave them. I was literally energetically stuck. It's almost like this magnet. If there's trauma, there's this magnet connected to these people. And I couldn't leave because I didn't know what they had done. Only after the ayahuasca, after you know, days and days and years and years of showing me little by little because I couldn't see the truth. I didn't want to see the truth. I literally had to convince my child in a ceremony, you have to show me what they did, what happened. And only, I'm put, you know, five years on, literally now can I find, I mean, I saw the abuse, but I didn't, there's a pedophile ring. I had no idea of any of this. Survival is is genius. It says didn't like it, didn't happen gonna build a, you know, a big kind of thing around this. I'm gonna so disappear from it I will never know and I'll have this other story and I'll build this person. And But you're still stuck actually in the dungeon. Even though you think you're over here, you're actually still in the dungeon. You're on stage decorating hell but you're still in hell and you're paralyzed and they own you he owned me I was the first time I went down to do ayahuasca literally I was in this hotel and I had this dream where I was literally sitting and there was this rotting corpse the man was dead 10 years I was still in hell my children were playing in another room and I couldn't leave this room with this rotting corpse he had completely owned me he had used me and owned me and knew that the trick I would never leave, I would never take care of myself. Those children were me. I need to take care of myself, my life, my needs, everything. But no, I was stuck in this fucking room with this rotting corpse because I had been so abused and used to fulfill that cunt's destiny. It was complete and utter theft of my life. So these forces, I think it's very important 
to realize that if you if you feel uncomfortable in these in these conditions we don't know it it is like it's like ether you don't can't see any of this that's why the ayahuasca is so powerful it literally is like an x-ray like a microscope it plays many roles it's a thing that drugs the ego to go in and literally look around for what the deal situation is and then bring it back to you and show you and it's also involved in you know um, dissolving your ego the only way you can dissolve it is if you have the sense of ally the guides you know the help the help I wouldn't do this in a shrink's office you serious no a shrink's not my friend I pay her the universe is your friend the universe is love the universe is this massive thing that is you um, the universe is you and you are the universe right you have access to these dimensions within the universe where you can be healed I you know had allies which were the Indians who are love the Indians took me into the past the Indians showed me and the ayahuasca tore me down. Gave me access through all the terror to see what was going on, what had happened. I had no idea. I was completely owned by this evil. He stole me. They steal you, your soul. And Again, it's not a just overnight thing. It's a slow dissolve. It's a slow dissolve so that you see every... For me, that was one of the prayers of, of my, one of my intentions. I want to see every... I need to... I want every last breath of me back. Every last breath. This is a search and rescue mission be taken home. The ayahuasca was the negotiator in a kidnapping. She is, you know, the one that loves you on the other end of the phone, negotiating with evil to get you out. And you have to see the evil. You have to see it for what it is. There was no love. It was all agenda. It was all conditions. So once you've left the island, once you've kind of, she's dethreaded you, however long it takes, you know, it's been five years. Once you see it all, like really, like the whole landscape, it's not just a tiny piece of it. Like she's opening up your lens so you get a bigger and bigger and bigger and more power you like you see you know the whole world right you see the whole landscape here it is here is who they are here's what happened this is where you were it's like she's just opening up this you're if you're traumatized you're in this very tiny little room you know you've got four steps of strategy and as she opens up and she, you see the whole exposed battlefield that you were in, the dungeon, the castle, the characters, the people.
and you leave. As you look across at this country, this battlefield, this place of all these monsters and vile entities and whatever, the tricks and the cunning, it's like, it's a trick. It was a total trick. It was a con. My little girl was totally conned and used and abused. And after you go through the hunger, the hunger, the anger and the hatred and the rage and the just the massive disappointment of having spent a lifetime trying to make it work for them whilst denying who you are. you realize you can't make up anything anymore, right? There's too much truth. The truth is right here. You can't do what you did. You can't keep building the sandcastle every day to make, it, make them work. They no longer work. They are the monsters. They are the demons. They are the horror. That's where you've been. And now you, have your, you own yourself again. You actually... They can no longer exert that poison on you. They can no longer put like a bag over your head and pretend that you're, they can no longer kidnap you. You've seen the kidnappers, you've seen the situation. They've taken the, the ayahuasca's taken off the blind, the, the hood, the bag over your head. There it is. This is who they truly are. It's almost like you've had a black bag over your head the whole time you've had to invent them you've done it to yourself and you take it off and it's and she takes it off and she's like okay here they are this is the truth and there's this kind of no man's land of well who who am I now what is it now because as I said first there's the actual kidnapping then there's the armor to pretend that it's not happening, and then there's a disaster that blows you up, that pulls you back in the path to go back in to see the truth of who they are and remove them, the claws that they have in you, energetically remove those claws. And then there's really no, there was no one. It's like it's almost like it never existed, never happened, because once you're out, they have no power over you. Once you don't give a shit about your rage and your hatred and all that shit that you put away, and you can really see them for who they are, there's like there's no going back. It's like you leave on the boat from the zombie island with whatever emotions, right? There's no... But a lot of this effort over the five years has been to not see the truth. The ayahuasca has tiptoed in, and she's tried to really convince me of because I was so indoctrinated and tricked and sort of almost witchcraft into the spell of them that this has been this real deep cleansing and very careful cleansing for me to fully accept them for who they truly were because I was so deeply embedded in this lie and in my own 
projections so I could survive. I was so terrified of seeing them for the truth of who they are. And there's no going back. You can't reinvent them and, you know, put, you know, pearls on the pig. The pig is the pig. So there's a sense of being sort of catapulted out. There's a sense of there having never been a home. And there's a sense of you have to now actually live the life that you want. Right? You can now choose from you. And I've talked about this before, but it's quite difficult because I've never known that. I've either been marinated in shit or fighting shit, but I've never known the landscape. Okay, here it is. You can actually go now do your life without the threat of being stopped. You're no longer in prison. It's like that great, I think it's Aristotle or one of these guys where it's like somebody asks, you know, if I'm asleep, should you wake me up? Most people do not want to be woken up. I ask to be woken up, right, from the sleep. And boy, did I get woken up, <laughs> right? I wanted myself back. So a lot of people choose. They want to keep in the drama. They want to keep inside all of that. They want to keep connected, and they don't want. You think you want liberty, but you don't really want your liberty because your liberty will mean that you will cut off all energetic connections to these people. And that's all you've ever known. That's a big ask, right? So a lot of people say, yeah, I want to be, this this whole spiritual thing, I want to be spiritual, I want to really, you know, I want to go, I want to be free spiritually. No, you fucking don't. You fucking don't. The deeper you go, the darker it gets the more difficult. You will be asked, and you'll have no choice but to cut off from the lie. But the lie are your parents. Well, who do you have? Well, if you've only lived in that lie, not a lot of people, right? So you're being asked to leave all of that behind and to rediscover who you are work. You don't know who you are. Like I know how to navigate being cooked in hell. I know how to navigate being dethreaded and, you know, and rescued from hell. But I've never navigated myself without it. And that is really the kind of the next step. Like any process of death there's a shock of it there's the anger yeah my whole life I've been these people lied to there's a truth of it which is the hatred I fucking hated them anyway and then there's a sense of sadness and betrayal and loss it's over O-V-E-R and if, you, if, if I were to look at myself, i go, well, you know, or look at any other human being, be like, well, 
you seem quite normal to me, but this is all happening in this sort of energetic field. You, it's, it's ether to most people, right? It's even ether to you. But when you're in it, it's a massive thing. It's noise. It's, it's like being in this, it's like being in a town square in some medieval European city on a Saturday. I mean, as you're going through all of this, there's tons of information and stuff that's going on. It's literally like being Grand Central when there wasn't COVID, when there were 10 zillion people there at lunchtime. It may not be happening to you one-on-one, -on -one, but it's happening all around you. So you've been in this battle, right, if you're undoing yourself and de-threading from all this stuff. And I think one of the most important things is I'm talking about my truth, but you have to really be um, committed to your truth and to your feelings and to the truth of what's going on around you. And you're not gonna want to feel a lot of this stuff. You don't want, you spent your whole life not seeing the truth and now the ayahuasca is saying, here it is. It's not easy. You will fight the ayahuasca. You will fight the truth if, if your armor is very powerful and the trauma was severe. That's why a lot of addicts, you know, it's very difficult to get out of the addiction. You do not wanna be in the place where the trauma happened but that's where you're being guided back to because that's the place you're going to heal from you have to go in a search and rescue mission to get your kid out of that paralyzed condition by the monster I would say or the right that's what's happening and if you spent a, you know a lot of years in denial as I certainly did you do not want to see that So be compassionate. If you're frustrated, be frustrated. Do whatever. Don't give this a timeline. This is not, you know, ba -bing, bing ba bang. It doesn't work like that. It works as it as it works for you. However much you need to be around it, however you know whatever it needs, but be truthful. If you're sad, be sad. If you're angry, be angry. You don't have to like have like cut out feelings. Let the feelings be whatever they are. If the rage lasts for a year, for two seconds, it doesn't matter. Mine lasted for about two years, three years, I don't know. It was just drip by drip of this poison of just hatred. And then my little, my brain would come in and go, oh, perhaps it's not that bad. And it was just like, no, it's bad, right? Bang, out it comes again. I'm trying to tuck it away and make everything like normal. It's not normal. I was born in hell. I was surrounded by demons. I don't know how the fuck I survived. I'm not under a bridge with a needle in my arm. But my addiction was, this isn't happening. My addiction, my ability to create another reality was you know both my armor my savior and my vault because had i have lived there in that absolutely intolerable contradiction at some point it was going to leak into my whole body i just you can't live in that tension in that contradiction you can't live silenced 
without it having an effect somewhere. So it's frightening to leave. Who are you when you're not in that? I don't know. I have to find out. It's going to require another set of something. I don't know, right? It's leaving for good. Like, I'm, you're really on your own now. You have to trust your power, something I've never done. You have to trust the universe, something I've never done. You're going to have to trust this thing that has been fossilized by evil that's now loose, free. And of course, there's more for me to still eject from that early time around a pedophile ring that I still have this, this, this kind of like energetic, demonic thing that kind of like, you know, comes through me in ceremony. And then now I'm going to have to commit to myself, something I've never done. What is, it, what is the truth about you? And I'm talking about you as whoever you're listening to this. Once you come out of all of this, it's like being in prison. People say, I don't want to be out of prison. I know the prison. I know the rules. I know the regs. When they come out, they, they, they want to go back. Right? You've been there forever. Now you're out of prison. Can you commit to this person you've never known? Can you commit to your soul? The thing that was stolen from you, that was derided, that was criticized, that was judged, that was put down, that was made to be wrong. I was always wrong. That's a huge place. That's a new world for me. I have no confidence in it. I don't know. I've never used it. So again, those are steps to growth, again, to recovering. Part of it is leaving the trauma, leaving, you know, dissolving, rescuing your child from that place, which in itself is a huge odyssey. And then there's the commitment to your authenticity, to your truth to the person you've never known, to discover who that is. You know, before it was like, the struggle was to become someone, right? That was like, oh my God, I need to become someone. I've got to invent someone. I've got to like, you know, create the person that's gonna make it work for them. Now it's like, wow, okay, who the fuck am I, right? Can I trust that? I don't know who that person is. And again, the connection to the ayahuasca is very important because again, it is that constant shoring up of love and allies and the recognition in that place of your authenticity. I still need the ayahuasca to help me sort that place. I think I'll need her forever. I'll always be connected to the ayahuasca. The ego before knew everything. It was like, oh yeah, I'm strong. I get it. I'm this, I'm that. It was the weakest thing I ever had. It was my armor growing up, but it was completely a fake. It had no power. 
It was owned by that evil, right? Your strength is your vulnerability. Your strength is your ability to let go, to let the universe take over. I've had so many incidents where it's just like, I can't believe this is happening. It's just happening by itself because I've surrendered to this bigger thing. Egos don't surrender to anybody. It's just it knows everything, has everything under control. You know, it has outcomes, it has plans, it has whatever. It, it's really it's really paralyzing going around in a circle if it's been trauma. Now, in the having let go, it's like just shit's happening because it's just happening. I have no idea. Right? It's just, I don't control this thing anymore. I don't control anything. So, if you're going to, if you're on this healing path, there are many, many places to go. And there's, you know, this death of you, you know, is, is a journey into itself. That's why you're asking if you go on this journey, it's like, let me die so I can be reborn, so I can return home, so I can live from my heart and the truth and not from terror. That's a very powerful thing. All right, bye.